coming up on the podcast. Uh, so I was obviously pretty thrilled when I actually landed the gameplay uh, intern position at, uh, at Blizzard Entertainment on the World of Warcraft team. And they both just sat there, right? And lead game designer, lead, 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 uh, lead gameplay engineer, and then this, this like nobody intern was like, I think that's a bad idea because X, Y, Z. And they just looked at me and they were like, you know what? You're completely right. That's a that's that's God a great damn. idea. I think you should just do exactly what you think you should be you should do. You mentioned in our uh, putting together the episode chat that you had some pretty pretty decent bug fix stories. Oh man. It means that we don't have to create any features with the goal of monetizing them. Yeah. Right. We don't have to create any features where it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, and, and, and then we could sell like 20,000 gems for $2. Like, we don't have to think about that. We can just make fun things. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. So with our tech tests looming large in the horizon, I figured that we on this uh, very special for us present and recording episode of the podcast, given that it is in the spooky hours of the night. I wanted to get somebody who is familiar with how Ember Sword ticks, how the gameplay part of Ember Sword ticks specifically. Since, you know, it is a tech test, it is ostensibly gameplay related. This is, I believe, one of the best ways to uh, get you guys up to speed on who is actually building the game for you. So, with me today, I have Anders, our lead gameplay programmer. I said gameplay very correctly here. <laughs> Say hi, Anders. Hello, everybody. Right, so uh, as this is a Meet the Team podcast, and um, you have a frankly fascinating life story, let's start with your background. Who are you? Where did you come from? All that good jazz. Oh, where did I, where did I come from, Cutting Eye Joe? <laughs> uh, yeah, That's well, copyrighted. Um, we're going to get sued into oblivion. <laughs> okay, sure. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, Man, how far back do you want to start? Uh, I am uh, I am the youngest of four. Um, uh, pretty incredible. Two two parents uh, with uh, twenty years between me and the oldest, uh, which also means that my sister's husband has effectively been in my family longer than I have. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Um, I. Uh, after doing the usual kind of grow up stuff in uh, Denmark, went through grade school. Uh, I spent a year in Chile, uh, living with a Chilean family, um, uh, without you know my own family or anything along those lines. When I was fifteen, uh, and because of that, I speak uh, Spanish fluently. Uh, got back. I did. Uh, I did uh, high school as everybody does. Uh, spent two years in the military. Um, was actually uh, supposed to go uh, off on on a tour in Afghanistan, but I got uh, second thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I was like, uh, what I want to do? I really like math. Um, I really like video games. Uh, you know what? I'm going to become a teacher because teacher have a shit ton of vacation. Uh, and then I could just play video games in my vacation time. Excellent. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant, right? And then I'll teach, uh, I'll teach Spanish and I'll teach math. Uh, and then I'll just play video games whenever I don't have to do anything, any of that stuff. Uh, teaching super difficult. Uh, not <laughs> no not shit. something that I'm, yeah, not something that I'm very good at. And then people were like, hey, you like video games. You know, video games is just math, basically. I was like, oh my God, is it? Um, <laughs> and then I started uh, studying software engineering. 
and uh, totally fell in love. This was uh, the entire world is always gray. Like it's always uh, like it's always really hard to figure out what the right thing is and what's correct and all that kind of stuff. So having this software engineering that's just like, oh yeah, this two plus two equals four all the time. I have that be like the main way to, to conduct my, uh, uh, to, to, to conduct my, my work in, in the world. That was super, super great for me. So I studied uh, in Denmark and in a university in Denmark. And my girlfriend at the time got the idea that we should go study abroad for our masters. Mm. And I was like, "Cool, let's uh, let's go have a look at what you can get." Um, and I found uh, the one of the best uh, computer programming, uh, well, video game programming uh, master's degrees in the world. Actually, is in the U.S. Uh, at USC in in California, Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I applied, uh, somehow made it in, and uh, did uh, did the first year there, which was uh, which was pretty insane. How so? Uh, well, uh, well, it was, it was, um, I had a, a really very, like, especially the, the, the very first course, I, I actually didn't think I should talk about that a little bit. The very first course was basically, uh, this absolutely brilliant dude called, uh, Artem Kovalos. He works, he's a, he's a principal programmer for Naughty Dog, uh, nice. and then also, and also teaches at, at USC. Um, when he was an undergrad, he wrote his own game engine, uh, from scratch, um, Jesus. And uh, and he calls this uh, like it's it's relatively basic. Um, it doesn't really have a lot of content, but it has like some some relatively good functionality in it. And then there's like a bunch of functionality that's also missing, obviously. Um, so the course basically is that he gives you the source code to this game engine, and then every week you get a new task. Um, like, oh, there's uh, physics doesn't exist in this engine, right? Um, so I need you to create gravity. And then I need you to uh, make bounding boxes for things that are static and don't move. And I need you to create spheres for everything that does move. And then things should obey the laws of gravity and not be able to pass through each other. You have a week. Go. You have a week. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and, and that was the entire semester, right? That was uh, – it's just like, oh, yeah, we want to – like – we we need you to like make uh like shadows. So go work on the vertex shader until you have shadows. You have a week. Like th that was that was the kind of that was the kind of stuff that that happened there. It was it was it was a it was a very very good course. It was really difficult. That was um, just one of the courses too. That I was one of the courses. The uh, I had I, I had three. Did you sleep? Uh, no, I oh, kind of didn't. Christ. No, it was it was. Um, I learned so much from that master's degree. It was it was very very, and especially that course. I I, I owe uh, I owe that course very 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 much. It was it was a great experience. Um, afterwards, uh, there's a. Uh, I, I had kind of a little bit of military flashbacks where I remember we, we at one point were out and doing some kind of rehearsal uh, or some kind of uh, exercise, you know, uh, in the military, mm -hmm. and it was like February. It was like probably two degrees and we had just gone that didn't done a water crossing so uh, everybody just was was completely wet to the bone and our orders were to sit down and secure the point right and we just lay down super cold at shit o'clock in the in, in in the night um two degrees and i remember thinking to myself like this is going to be really funny afterwards like <laughs> 
in a couple of months or weeks, this is going to be really funny to, to, to talk about. That's exactly how the Prime Engine course was, too. It's like, <laughs> afterwards, it's really funny to talk about, and, and there's so many things I learned from it, but boy, was it hard. Um, yeah, it was, it was really difficult. Anyway, the way the way uh, universities kind of work in the U.S., uh, at least it's different from 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 Denmark. Is you do uh, you, you do your schoolwork all the way through the the semester, uh, all the way through the year, and then in spring you start applying for internships, uh-huh. uh, and then you actually work your internships full time over the summer, as opposed to Denmark where you kind of do part time thing uh, over a longer period of time, mm-hmm. and uh, set off uh, a bunch of uh, different. Um, uh, sent off a, a bunch of different applications to a bunch of different places. Uh, and to this story also is obviously that I, I've played World of Warcraft since, uh, like since uh, release. Uh, played it a ton. Uh, easily the game that I've sunk the most, uh, the most hours into. Uh, so I was obviously pretty thrilled when I actually landed the gameplay uh, intern position at, uh, at Blizzard Entertainment on the World of Warcraft team. When, when abouts was that? That was 2015, the mm-hmm. summer of 2015. So uh, that was like the um, they were getting ready to release uh, the Hellfire Citadel patch, mm-hmm. Hellfire Citadel raid in in Worlds of Draenor, and I got in and was basically told all about Legion and all the different things that needed to happen there, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and did a bunch of of basically worked on on Legion for the entirety of my internship, um, which was awesome it was it was so good uh i had i had sky high expectations and they were absolutely blown out of the water um it was it was amazing it was really really great um and thankfully they they felt the same way because uh i had my 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 three-month internship and uh and then like two months after my internship ended they they sent me an offer for returning full-time after my master's was done um, nice. Yeah, so that was that was super great. Um, and uh, what's what's even more funny actually is is uh, I talked about how I did like the super crazy three courses the, during the first semester. Um, I actually ended up having done way too much of my master's degree. <laughs> so is that so in this, thing? I yeah, it's it's because you have you have to like you you have to complete a certain amount of points uh, in order to 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 like. To fulfill the requirements of the master's degree, right. and and I was I was not over the limit, but I was like approaching the limit. Uh, so I, I found out that during the the spring of 2016, I was going to have one course every second Thursday from like four to eight in the evening. So I wrote I wrote back to the the World of Warcraft team and I was like, hey, you know. If if you want to do like a second internship, but just like for the spring, I mean, I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, "Cool, awesome." <laughs> so then I, so I came back, and then uh, I did a bunch of more work on 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 Legion. Um, finished my master's degree, and uh, and went back to Denmark for like two weeks. Said hello to everybody, uh, and then traveled back, started full time, uh, and then I worked uh, as a gameplay engineer from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summer of 2016, uh, all the way up until the summer of 2019. Uh, for for everybody who's played the game and kind of want to know what kind of stuff I did, I I, I want to say first of all that obviously I I try to influence some decisions that were made by design, but obviously it's not my call all the time. So 
if if there is if I made something that you really like, it's not me that you should praise that much. If I made something that you really disliked, then I'm sorry, but again, it's not really that. <laughs> like I, it's not it's not that I don't want to take responsibility for my actions, but yeah. I I gave I gave feedback, but ultimately it was not my call, right? Um so I did a bunch of work on uh initially there was another guy that implemented artifacts, uh yeah. but he left uh shortly after I joined. And then I took over artifacts, so I, I did all the kind of engineering work, um, not all of the engineering work, but I, a bunch of engineering work related to uh, to artifacts, the, the main part of it at least. And then when uh, Battle for Azeroth uh, rolled around, I uh, handled all of the Heart of Azeroth, all of the um, Azerite items and, and all that stuff. Um, did a bunch of other things as well. I, I did a ton of work on, on garrisons, on the Legion order halls, and on the war campaign uh, uh, missions that you had there. So much work in the spell system because the spell <laughs> system is what drives WoW, basically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was a it was a, it was a big thing. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's kind of what I did there. Uh, I, this is getting a little bit long winded, but uh, I Nothing's then. Gone. All right, then then I uh, then I left Blizzard. Uh, well, before we drift too far away from the topic, I guess is the elephant oh, sure. kind of in the room. Uh, what was your oh, experience yeah. outside of you know just the gameplay stuff, and working on the game? Just what was your experience in Blizzard like, considering right. what we now know? Mine was great. Um, mm -hmm. Mine mine was mine was awesome. Uh, it was really like obviously you're you're referring to the to the lawsuit and, and mm -hmm. all the things there. Um, I mean, I've I I've I recall like. I recall a couple of instances, like only clearly like one instance of uh, of a coworker coming up to me and we're just having like a ca casual conversation about, she would say something along the lines of like, oh yeah, I'm super happy to be on team two now. And I was like, oh really, What, what what's up? And and she would say something along the lines of like, oh, there's there's just like this super creep at, at my old team. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's that sucks. I mean, I hope, uh, I hope that, you know, gets dealt with or you report it or something like, I don't know. I like I. I wasn't kind of in a in a position where I really had any authority to do anything there, mm -hmm. so I just kind of lended my ear, right? Yeah. Um. And it also took me a while because I felt as soon as kind of the news broke and all that kind of stuff, I I had a tremendous amount of guilt, mm -hmm. right? Because I had a tremendous amount of like just feeling that, man, like could I have done something? Was there something that I didn't like that I just turned the blind eye to, or like what? what in the world went on right how how could i have been so blind to this right um and 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 i kind of reached out to to a bunch obviously we talked a lot after after that uh after that the news broke um and everybody that i've talked to was kind of like no man like the 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 thing is that that the people that do stuff like this they 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 kind of they know who they can share stuff with and who they can't share stuff with so because of that they're like extra nice to the people that they know won't accept bad shit right yeah so that if i was ever asked because if you asked me like three years ago hey what do you think of alex like like alex of Fragiavi, right mm -hmm. i'd be like you know he's a super cool guy and i've never ever like he's he's never had any kind of um is that like nothing ever bad ever happened to me uh, in terms of of, of him act, dealing with me, right? Yeah. Uh, I had no bad impression of him at all. He'd always been super like I I wasn't really that high in the hierarchy, obviously as a, as, a, as a gameplay programmer, but he like I still felt like he listened to me. Like I had no bad words to say in that in that regard, right? Yeah. But 
now it's just like I I feel kind of manipulated, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, like I'm 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 just really sad that so many things happened to 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 people that I didn't see that I just didn't see or was hidden from me or I I don't even know at this point, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I I had I had a wonderful time there. I. I felt like I connected really well with a lot of the people that worked there. I miss a ton of my coworkers uh, that, that that I had there. They they were super super awesome people, and then I've just it was just kind of gut wrenching to know that there were so many of them that went through these bad bad things, and 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 that apparently I just didn't have any open eyes for it. And yeah, I mean it does, it sounds like from we we of course know the big big picture story from all the the reporting from various outlets but it we haven't really gotten the sort of boots on the ground perspective on what happened there and you were in a position just like that where you were doing your job and you weren't really cognizant of those things because they were happening in, in such a strange fashion that you were isolated from those so it, it feels it I mean it's it's only normal that you know you you wouldn't know about that so that's kind of fascinating to me but I've also like the more I've reflected upon it, the more I've realized how privileged I actually was. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, uh, like like I I was um, because I felt treated well. I felt like I was listened to. I mean, I, I honestly I I have a super super great uh, kind of relatively short short story here where which is. Um, I was asked uh, when, when I did my very first internship, I, I was sitting, I was called into a meeting to get some extra tasks because I'd run out of tasks. Um, <laughs> I was, I was called into to an extra meeting where they wanted me to make a mechanism so that uh, basically when legendaries dropped in Legion, they wanted it to report to guild chat. Um, and I was called into to, to a meeting to 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 just talk about this the the prospect of this. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting here, and it's a lead game designer, and it's the lead gameplay engineer. Uh, and I'm and then I'm in the meeting. They're kind of explaining to me, "Hey, we want to just you know when an item drops, if it's legendary, we want to just pump the guild chat and say, hey, this guy got this thing.'" And I sat there, and I was like, "I think that's a bad idea." Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because there are plenty of things that drop that are of legendary quality, like crafting reagents and stuff like that, mm -hmm. which you definitely don't need. Like you don't want to pump that out to guild chat. Um, another great example is there's a lot of people running old raids and like the Kael'thas encounter drops legendary weapons. And that's something that a lot of people kill because they want his mount. Um, so if, if every single time someone ran, like ran <laughs> that, and then it would just go, hey, got these five legendaries. That would really suck. And then yeah. on the other on the other hand, there's a bunch of stuff that's not legendary that you definitely want to know about. Like, for example, the mount from that encounter, which is not <laughs> legendary. Um, and they both just sat there, right? And lead game designer, lead 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 uh, lead gameplay engineer, and then this this like nobody intern was like, I think that's a bad idea because X Y Z. And they just looked at me and they were like. You know what? You're completely right. That's a that's that's God a great damn. idea. I think you should just do exactly what you think you should be you should do. Um, your your solution sounds great. Um, let's just go with that, right? So th that's what I experienced, right? And and it's it's I've I've come to realize that being in that position and being treated like that apparently was a place of privilege, mm -hmm. where I thought it was commonplace, right? I thought that was how yeah. people were treated, but. Yeah, apparently I just had it really good there. Uh, yeah. 
So I mean, thank God we're at least you know, at this for now <laughs> and hopefully for ever succeeding in making Bright Star what you thought Blizzard was. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like I'm, I'm all the all the experiences that I had there that were so that were so positive. I'm bringing that with me, right? And I can tell. and. Yeah. And I had, you know, like right around when I joined Brightstar, that was when uh, a lot of this news broke, mm-hmm. um, and I had a lot of talks with uh, with uh, with Mark, uh, obviously, um, about this. Where I was like, I want you to know that I want to talk about this, and I want to make sure that nobody feels like this, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that nobody looks at me. Because the other the other thing was also that I had a bunch of colleagues or former colleagues at, at Blizzard who'd moved on to other studios, and suddenly their colleagues at the other studios were like, oh, wait, you're a Blizzard person. Yeah. Are, like, are you a person that, that like inappropriately touches women, or are you mm-hmm. a person that does X, Y, Z? Right? They started to get, like, people were feeling the effects in the other jobs, simply because they'd worked at Blizzard at some point, yeah. right? So I, I talked to Mike to Mark about this, and I was like, "I want you, I, I want you to ensure you that I I don't want that here, obviously, yeah. and I want to fight as much as I can to make sure it doesn't happen, <laughs> and I want to be a hundred percent transparent that anybody that has any questions about this, which is also why I'm happy to talk about it now, yeah. is is welcome to come and talk to me about it and get my perspective and. I, I want to sit down and tell you like that I am I, obviously against this and I, I want I want to make sure that we create a culture where stuff like that uh, is so unacceptable that you just get thrown out immediately. Absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing this. Yeah. And, and, and Mark was was very, very uh, like he, we basically sat down and I like, was like, yep, I think that's completely correct. I completely agree with you. <laughs> Um, uh, like it's, it sounds like this was like my, my idea, my doing anything, but I actually think that our entire conversation was just us saying, yes, I think this. And then the other person would go, yes. And in addition, this, and then the first person would be like, yes. And in addition, this, yes. So it was just a long line of us agreeing with each other that, uh, that this is something we should fight. So sounds like a good fit. Oh, it was, um, it was, it was great <laughs> to, to bring it to something more positive. You mentioned in our, uh, putting together the episode chat, that you had some pretty pretty decent bug fix stories. Oh man, uh, man, you know, big games. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really fun things that that, that happen there. Um, I think uh, I, I have two kind of really fun uh, f- fun bug bug fixes that I that I really enjoyed that I thought were, were really cool. Um, the first one is it happened during Legion Alpha. And uh, this is totally publicly facing because of what happened, but it's great. There's this mechanic in World of Warcraft where uh, if you're a hunter, you can tame pets. Um, So you can go and you can tame like a spider or a bear or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, then later it evolved to that you could have these rare tames where you had to like do something special in order to make sure that you could tame this thing. Um, And for Legion, there was a designer that made uh, a a exploding sheep. Uh, so the idea, so you sit down, you start, you, you tame the thing, and when you when you tame it, then you you can't move. You, you have to tame it for a certain amount of seconds, and then you can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing with the exploding sheep was, if it ever got to you, it exploded and killed you. Uh, and then once it like, then it would become a normal pet, and that would not be like its attack once you got it or anything. But the idea was that you needed some kind of like slowing mechanism to make sure that it, it didn't get to you for the duration of the tame, and then congratulations, you had the thing. 
Okay. Um, however, um, there was uh, a bug in the code for when you summoned a pet, which was the first time you summon a pet uh, for like the first frame, it would still think that it was a creature. Oh, just for the no. first frame. Oh, you know exactly where this is going. Um, so this meant that the very first time you summoned this exploding sheep, it would explode. <laughs> Um, and this made it way on, uh, this made its way onto the Legion Alpha, right? And this explosion was twenty yard radius. Holy shit! It was insta kill, and it had no like it had like no like ignore flags or anything. So what people started doing on the Alpha was <laughs> went out, tamed the sheep, went into like the major city, into like the auction house, summoned the sheep. <laughs> And obliterated everyone, also the NPCs, right? Everything, also the invisible NPCs, <laughs> right? And everything broke, and it was completely—it was complete mayhem for like the, for the, the the amount of time that it was up. I think it was like a week or something. They fixed it pretty quickly because they couldn't get any test data because the only thing people did was like, "I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna tame the sheep, I'm gonna go into a raid." The like new new boss fight. All right, some of the sheep. Cool, boss dead. Like it's just it was absolute madness. Um, yeah, that oh was God. that was pretty that that was that was pretty hilarious. Fantastic. Uh, it, was, it was great. Yeah, the the other the other one that I find really really funny is um, is. Uh, World of Warcraft is, uh, as I said previously, is is basically built on spells. If if you've kind of looked into uh, Wowhead and some of those uh, some of those sites, you'll you'll notice that uh, I think it's a it's either approaching three hundred thousand spells or it's over three hundred thousand spells at this point. Jesus. Like, Every everything is a spell, right? When you when you summon your mount, every mount that you know is a spell. Every every pet you know is a spell. All of your professions are spells. Like all those different things are spells, right? Um, and uh, when you create a new spell, uh, it has a spell type, a spell school, if you will, right? There's the holy school of magic, there's unholy, there's nature, fire, all those kinds of things, right? Okay. So when you create a new spell, the, the default school is physical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so most spells in the game are physical because, uh, uh, b- because that's, the, that's the default, right? And uh, there's the concept of, of chaos damage as well. So so chaos is is all schools, right? Yeah. And um, so that's kind of the, the precursors to this. We, we we had an issue where um, we were getting crashes uh, because we were trying to save uh, a certain amount of spells that were on cooldown. Um, so a player uh, can, you know, when you get interrupted, uh, you, your stuff goes on cooldown, or just when you use an ability, it can go on cooldown, right? Mm-hmm. And then when we save the player, we're like, hey, well, how, what, what spells are on cooldown? And, you know, like, maybe you use a couple of cooldowns, maybe you have, like, some kind of, maybe you have some kind of, like, profession where you could do something once every 24 hours, right? So usually the numbers are not that big, right? Mm-hmm. But we were getting crashes because people were trying to save having over a thousand spells on cooldown. And we were like, what in the world is going on? Like, what? how is this? And, and we put in some logging and we were trying to figure out what, what, what was going on. And we figured out this only happened in arenas. And uh, we went in and I kind of did uh, did a couple some, some logging in there. And we figured out that uh, Demon Hunters have a spell which is called Fel Barrage. 
which is supposed to be chaos damage. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they just put all the schools on it, right? But Fel Barrage is uh, channeled, so it can be interrupted. Oh, no. Uh, so Fel Barrage being chaos damage or having the physical school, that meant that when you interrupted Fel Barrage, it would put all the different schools on cooldown, including <laughs> physical. So all of your professions, all of your mounts, all of your, all of that, right? Instantly went on cooldown. And so if you had a demon hunter, did Fel Barrage in an arena, uh, he gets interrupted and then he dies immediately afterwards. So the arena ends. Now it's like the arena ends. Somebody got some amount of rating. Let's save the player. <laughs> so it only happened in these very specific instances where 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 demon hunters were casting fell barrage and then oh, everything that they knew at all was trying to be saved as as being on cooldown, and the entire system was just like, no, 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 I can't do that. <laughs> and, and it just broke it entirely. And this, like, and the funny thing about that is, like, fixes the fix was so simple, right? It was like, yeah, cool, Felbrage is chaos damage, but it's not physical. And they just removed physical from Felbrage. Everything was fine. Never crashed again, right? Is uh, it was glorious. I'm Actually, so I have, I, I really have one. I have really have one final one because this was this was very near and dear to me, and it spent I spent so long, and it was so stupid. Sure. Um, I I uh, I worked on um, when when we did uh, Battle for Azeroth, we converted all honor from being character based to being account based. Mm -hmm. So so uh, part of this was uh, all the honor that you already earned on characters had to be converted into account based, and and the way we wanted to do that instead of doing a, a database migration was when you logged in with a character, we would take all of your uh, all of your your character based honor and then turn it into account based honor um and obviously this was super prone to like you know failing and and like something went wrong somewhere because we need to communicate between a bunch of different servers and and and, and stuff like that and databases so because of that i built a pretty solid uh, state machine uh to to make sure that that everything went well and if anything went wrong that it would roll back correctly and all that kind of things right yeah and you know we launched the the, the pre-patch and uh, and uh, more or less everything went well, right? Okay. Uh, we 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 got we got a bunch of uh, we got a bunch of warnings and a bunch of, uh, of of like I couldn't do this, which was exactly what we expected, uh, and uh, and it rolled back characters. And the next time they logged in, everything was fine, right? Yeah. Except <laughs> there were yeah. there were very very few instances where it would repeatedly, for just a couple of characters, it would repeatedly uh, uh, fail every single time they logged in. We we're talking like, it was very, very small amount, right? It, 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 was, it, it was in the like hundreds of players. When we're mm -hmm. talking about a game that has millions of, 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 of characters, then, then, then that's like peanuts, right? But there were still yeah. like hundreds, hundreds of characters where, where it just continuously failed. And I was so frustrated. I was like, oh, man, what, how, how am I, what is going on? What is wrong here? And I put so much logging in, and I, I tried to get telemetry to give me the answer of what was going on here, right? Um, and the way it was implemented was that, uh, that you, you basically had to uh, 
two different uh, currencies here. You had honor, and then you had honor level. So mm -hmm. you earned you earned honor, and then when you had enough honor, then it would turn into an honor level, right? And and because of that, I had you know, like macros for it. This is the currency for this. This is the currency for this. And then I put all put a, put a bunch of stuff in there and uh, made sure that uh, that 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 they were reused correctly, right? Yeah. Except there was one instance. So I I spent. Three weeks, right? <laughs> putting in logging, reading through, reading through logs, and like putting in more logging, and then like going to like the 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 place, the the person, right, and uh, exporting their character and logging into their character on my local machine, and, like so many different things, trying to figure out what is the thing that's going wrong here, and I could not pinpoint it, I could not figure it out, um, until finally, three weeks later, there is one server engineer that writes me and he goes, hey, by the way, um, you have this function in this part of the, of, of the, like, the rollback where uh, it's called like rollback honor level, but the macro you're using in there is, is honor. And then in this other function, which is rollback honor, it, the macro you're using is, is honor level. <laughs> so we're, we're literally talking six characters right like six keyboard characters that had to be moved from one line to another line <laughs> to handle one single of like the 12 different failure cases that there were <laughs> and that like because it had been like that that had put them in a state where like all their data was still correct but they were trying to report it in the wrong way so they would repeatedly fail every single time they tried so those few like hundreds hundreds of characters that had failed at that particular state were just stuck in this loop so i went in i moved six characters from one line to another line so poof poof problem completely solved Right, that was really stupid. I it can't believe so you sent stupid. people to limbo with a typo. <laughs> it was so, it was so terrible, man. There were so many. Um, oh, there's, there, there's a, there's a bunch of great, of, of great bugs that, that I could talk forever about this. I think we could have a special um, episode of just bug reports. Oh, absolutely, dude. I one, one of the guys that worked on the gameplay team used to work on The Sims. Dude, he has some gold. Like oh. absolute gold, man. Oh, I need I you need to get some of that gold so you can retell <laughs> it with his permission. I would be very much down for like a bug reporting podcast. Yep. Oh, that, I, I would too, man. That's it's it's a ton of fun. So bringing it back to sort of the present, how did you end up joining Ember Sword after all that madness? Um, so um I the the reason why I left Blizzard was was not because of the company itself. It was actually because I need to go back to Denmark. Um mm -hmm. Uh, my the the U.S. immigration system is very unkind, uh, and I have a a Danish wife, um, and uh, there was just a bunch of things there that meant that we we uh, we we needed to go back to Denmark. Like our our adventure in the U.S., we'd been there for five years at that point in time, and she was still not allowed to do anything at all, uh, so she could just sit at home, like. Like thousands of kilometers from from family, so uh, so because of that, we went we went home. Um, and I worked a bit in in the uh, cybersecurity industry for a while uh, because I was trying I was trying to find work in the gaming industry, but I couldn't find anywhere that where where I could actually uh, earn a living. <laughs> to be quite honest, um, and uh, and I worked in the cybersecurity industry for a while, um, but still, you know, reached out to a couple of friends like, hey, do you? 
Do you know anything that happens anywhere around Europe or Denmark or somewhere where 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 I, where, where I could work? Um, and I had this casual conversation with one of my friends, uh, Doug Fraser. Actually, he he uh, founded the Notorious Studio uh, mm -hmm. recently, um, who apparently had been talking to Mark. Uh, and Mark was like, hey, so do you know anybody that uh, has experience with large-scale MMOs like World of Warcraft, uh, which is written in, in C++ like World of Warcraft, uh, <laughs> who knows about uh, like gameplay stuff like I did, uh, and who lives in Denmark? <laughs> hey! And, and Doug was like, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, and then he put me in contact with, uh, with Mark and... Um, I think negotiations took four days. Four days. And then I, I think <laughs> nice. I think that was the total amount. And then I was like, "Cool, I'm out of this stuff. I'm gonna go and make Internet Dragons again because that's the <laughs> best thing in the world." Um, so yeah, that's basically how I, uh, how, how I how I joined Ember Sword. So, Doug, thank you very much for introducing <laughs> me to Mark. Man, that was uh, I, I I owe you one. So you've been here for. A, a decent bit. What has your experience been like in Bright Star Studios? Oh, it's very, uh, it's been very, very different for me. Obviously, uh, Blizzard was a, a ten thousand uh, employee company. Uh, the the cybersecurity uh, firm I, I work for was a was a twenty five hundred thousand people, so two thousand five hundred people company. Um, and then I joined, and I was uh, employee number twenty two. Yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, so, so, so that was very, very, very different for me. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, th there's a lot of things about working in, in in the startup environment that that I didn't anticipate, um, but that I really like. Um, I got a really great quote the other day, which was like in. In, in 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 a in a big company, you have five layers of corporate to protect you from yourself, um, <laughs> and then in, a, in in a startup, you don't have those five layers. So you can do whatever you want, but it also means you're not protected. <laughs> so, you, so you can just mess up a lot of stuff. Uh, no, it's been it's been super great. I really think that the people here are are super awesome. I'm loving the energy that I'm getting from them, um, and and I I have some. Uh, uh, I, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I that I discuss about how we, we should do things, and uh, everybody's really really open minded in, in in terms of how development should go and and how our processes should be and, and things like that, and uh, and it's really yeah it's really great it's it's honestly super awesome I'm I'm really really happy about being here it's a great decision <laughs> basically I second that. Um, well, speaking of vision, uh, I would like to touch upon what your vision for the actual game is. After all, you are, you know, part of creating that foundation is, you know. Yeah, I've, um, so, so man, I've, 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 I've thought about how to answer this question. I feel like it's a really, really difficult question, uh, because there's so many different things that I want to talk about. Um, I've, uh, like one of the things I, I thought about was I, I have a bunch of friends who, uh, who work at different other game studios and they have this problem where they create a feature, right? And, and, and they design a feature and it's like super, it's, it's super fun. It's super awesome. And then like marketing and finance sneaks in yeah, and goes like, all right, so how can we monetize your feature? <laughs> right. Um, and they have to like fight this ongoing battle with, with finance and marketing to not ruin their feature with microtransactions or, yeah. or some other, some other, well, honestly crap. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. As a marketing man, I fully endorse the uh, goblin voice in talking about that. <laughs> right, yeah. And and like that, I think that's one of the things that I really really love about the business model for for, for Ember Sword because it like there there's 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 the 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 awesome part of giving uh of giving the player the ability to earn money playing the game right mm -hmm. but but the way that that basically what we do is we 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 take that small tax out of all the different transactions that you do it means that we don't have to create any features with the goal of monetizing them Right, we don't have to create any features where it's like, oh yeah, oh and 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 then we could sell like twenty thousand gems for two dollars. Like, we don't have to think about that. We can just make fun things. Absolutely. Right? We can just make awesome stuff that's fun to play. We don't have to think about, oh, how do I monetize this? Because that is taken care of in in, in the background, right? Uh, by the by, the very thing that actually gives players value from playing the game. Like, it's it's brilliant. I love it. Oh yeah. Um. There's another thing I also want to talk a little bit about because this, 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 that's obviously very much about you know the design of the game, which which uh, I'm I'm the gameplay engineer, but I'm not obviously in charge of design there. Uh, I have input on design quite a lot, but <laughs> I but but it's not ultimately not my decision, right? Um, the other thing that I that I want to talk a little bit about is um, is I've I've recently studied uh, DevOps quite a bit. Uh, and, and all the different transformations that a lot of different places has gone through. Um, and the, this, and, and again here, the strategy that, that was chosen by the founders uh, is, is, is excellent, right? Because, uh, because the, the, the foundations of DevOps very much is that you kind of deliver things really, really fast and you kind of iterate on the things in production super, super fast. Right. And, um, and the fact that we are, we're trying to invite in players as early as possible and getting their input on the things that we are building while we are building them mm -hmm. and setting up a pipeline so that we can iterate on the feedback that we get not only from them but only but also from like uh but but also from like what what kind of uh from metrics right what what kind of interaction value does this give um like I, I think that's that's super super great because it, it allows us to uh, it, it allows us to to fine tune what is fun much much faster uh, and and get that that feedback from the community and, and, and the things that that we want like uh, yeah it's 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 just really I, I'm I'm really inspired by by a lot of the the success stories that DevOps have especially like pointing out things like like Etsy and and, and Netflix and, uh, and and things like that but. But having that apply to kind of a, a game development area, to use it not not just to like how do we increase sales by doing experiments in production, but how do we increase player engagement and fun? Like, and once again, we don't have to worry about monetizing the player engagement because that's just already taken care of, right? Yeah. Um, so so like the kind of the marriage between being able to iterate super, super fast and kind of get things in front of people so they can give us feedback on it and then we can fine tune it there. Um, I th that That's really what I want to uh, what, what I want to implement, both on a technical standpoint, but also obviously on a, on a community standpoint. We have, we have been very fortunate in that regard as well, since the people who have been testing the game so far, I'm envisioning internally and of course, the testers that we have uh, amongst the community who are, as Lauren, I believe mentioned, under 
uh, a veritable mountain of NDAs. Uh, they, we've been incredibly fortunate in that they know what fun is. They are like really experienced gamers and that, you know, of course, constitutes the people on the team as well. And they know what a quality game of this type looks like. So it's, it's very much a two way street and we're getting really, really good feedback. Yeah, it's really it's really nice. I've been I've 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 reached out a bit to 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 community to ask them about it. You know how how are they doing? Uh, how are they collecting metrics about this? Right? How how are they getting the the opinions of the of the players? How are they collecting things and all that kind of stuff? And community was just like, yeah, we do this. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay. I'm I'm just gonna let you do your thing because you obviously have it completely under control. Like that's, <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> um, so no no I, I I totally agree with you there. There's uh, it's 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 really great to get uh, to get constructive and nice uh, nice feedback from from the testers and it's it's really good what we've gotten so far. Mm -hmm. Was there any other avenue that you want to talk about in terms of your vision? No, I think uh, I think mostly mostly that's it. Um, I want to kind of related to the blizzard thing as well but also related to, to, to devops here is is i want to make sure that i that i kind of foster obviously being, being the gameplay lead means that i that i'm that i'm the head of the, the gameplay team yeah. um and and i want to make sure that i foster as much as i possibly can with it, not just my team but everybody they interact with a a sense of trust that people um that that people understand that they are allowed to do what they think is best and they don't have to ask permission um, and and that I trust them to make the, the the right and the good decisions in what they do and and that we can all trust each other right and make sure that like, when I when I say hey uh, I have some 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 feedback on this it's not because I am attacking you or I'm trying to take something away from you or anything along those lines we're just we're just having a, a conversation about it right mm -hmm. and and that when you do something and I and and, and I ask you hey uh i like the the effects of what you did was this and this and this and why uh why did you think that was a good idea um that they can just go yeah i thought this uh, i think thought i would do like this and then i'll see what happens and like you know what sure like if 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 you believe in this if you think that this is th this is the avenue that we should go down then yes i i'll 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 give you give you that trust right and obviously, a, a thing that makes that really easy is is obviously the competency and the talent that is behind the team already. Yeah. Uh, because, because that because that gives you a lot of confidence already that you can literally just say to people, you know what, I trust exactly what you what 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 you're intending to do, and that you have good reasons for doing what you're doing, and and it works out. So <laughs> that is really well said. Like it's wow, that was really poignant. <laughs> Well, that's great. That <laughs> well, we we've established real quick. This is uh, the usually the part of the meet the team episodes where we get to the part where we establish your street cred. But I think you got that firmly covered. Nevertheless, uh, I do want to go a tiny bit into your gaming history before we wrap up. Uh, sure. Give me your top three favorite video games. Oh, um, World of Warcraft. Uh, Easily, yeah. So much, so, so much time. Um, uh, Guitar Hero Three. Oh my man. <laughs> Guitar Hero Three. Um, I the the probably one of my like greatest single person achievement. One of the greatest single person achievement in gaming I ever had is five starring through the Fire and Flames on Expert. 
Oh, I cannot do that. I cannot. I actually learned to play drums through Guitar Hero. Oh, nice. Yeah, through uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Once once drums got in the mix, yeah, I still yeah. I still have a guitar here. Guitar here. I'm probably gonna bring it to work one day, and then, then we can jam out a little bit. If we can find some drums, I am very down to do that. I am hard up to play with the boys. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we should definitely do that for like a company day or something. Yes, please. Totally agree. Um, oh, I I think. I think probably either Diablo. Oh man, that's so hard. Diablo two, um, uh, Diablo two Civilization. Uh, oh, that's a tough choice. Yeah. Go with your gut. I think uh, yeah, probably Diablo two. Fair enough. Like mostly, yeah, probably because of the amount of hours that I sunk into this. And obviously, also once once Resurrected came out, that I that I played a bunch of that too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that yeah, I think that's that's my list. Probably World of Warcraft, and then uh, and then Guitar Hero, and then uh, Diablo two. That is very solid. Yeah. You said a, a bunch of hours. Uh, what is your longest gaming session? Oh, so starting in Cataclysm when Cataclysm released, I started a tradition of. Uh, playing, uh, logging in, and then playing until I was max level. Um, so for for Cataclysm, it kind of just happened spontaneously. I I went there. I remember I went there at like at twenty two, um, and I bought the game. And I I went to that, this was like back in the days where you went to GameStop to buy the thing, right? Uh, uh, went back. I I installed it, um, and then I started playing, and I stopped. Like I started playing at midnight when the servers were up, and I stopped at some point, like some point after midday. Uh, this repeated in Mr. Bandaria. This repeated uh, for uh, World of Draenor. World of Draenor, however, had had a bunch of server issues, and it repeated again for Legion, mm -hmm. um, and uh, for Battle for Azeroth. I tried to do it for Shadowlands, but I was just. I'm too old at this point. I can't do all-nighters <laughs> anymore, and especially not with two kids. I think the longest one was probably Missa Pandaria, because Missa Pandaria, I logged in, I played, and then I was in the lead. I was actually on the way to becoming Realm First uh, Level 90 Priest. Yo, nice. And then my internet cut. No! I know. And my internet was cut for like an hour. Um, oh, come on! I know, right? And and it took me half an hour to figure out that it was probably a good idea to just stream internet from my phone and then keep playing, which is which is what I did, right? Um, and I ended up losing by, I think, 19 minutes. Oh, that is Something nonsense. along those lines. Yeah, it was, it was horrific. It was terrible. Um but I was so pissed. Though. I was like, you know what? I'm just fuck this. I'm gonna go and outgear that living crap out of this guy, right? So I, so after I'd done a full gaming session and everything had gone gone through there, I was like, now I'm going to go do dailies. I'm gonna go do dungeons. I'm gonna go get all the gear and make sure I'm ready for the raid as soon as possible. And I like collapsed in my bed and like. <laughs> in the in the evening of that day that was and that was probably like a 22 hour gaming session or something oh it was God. pretty it was pretty it was pretty ridiculous nothing motivates a person like gamer rage 
How how not healthy are we talking? Did you supplement with gamer juice? Did you did you chug the energy drinks? Oh, I I had I had a brilliant uh, I I like at the at the end I had a system right I I had my 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 uh, all all my cokes that that were lined up and make sure that I could drink uh, drink my Coca Cola. Uh, I bought frozen pizzas because frozen pizzas you just throw them onto the super grid. Another thing that I started doing, which is amazing, is spring rolls, the loon uh-huh. spring rolls. <laughs> Just take just take like a bag of eight of those buddies, put them in the oven for like twenty five minutes, and then take them out and just eat them by hand. Yep. <laughs> okay. Anybody who wants to get in shape, do the opposite of what he just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just exactly. Not that. That's uh, that's also why I'm saying very bad idea to actually do this. This <laughs> not 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 good for your health. <laughs> and to to round this madness up, what is your fondest gaming memory? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. I think it's probably a tie. It's probably a tie. It's a, yeah. I think it's a. It's probably a three-way tie, mm-hmm. um, which sounds kind of kind of crazy, but I think killing the Lich King. And and wow, that has a really really high standing. That was that was the first time I led my own guild. It was the first time like that was that my own my own little group there. That was uh, that was amazing. That was a really really great feeling. And killing bosses still feels great, but it doesn't compare to like killing my my first kind of end boss as as, as a leader there. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is uh, beating through in the fire and flames, uh, uh, either beating it or or just or, or or the five star run. Like those two things were really 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 close. Um, and uh, and the last one, and I kind of want to throw some gamer some a little bit more gamer cred here, <laughs> um, but in Legion. Uh, so Legion is a very special place in my heart, obviously, because I I worked intensely on on Legion while it was live, right? Yeah. Um, but during Legion uh, was a period of time where uh, where I lived alone. My my wife lived back in Denmark at that point in time, well, girlfriend that back then. So I had all the time of the world. Um, so what I did was basically, you know, I I worked, and then I went home, and then I played World of Warcraft, and then I went to bed. Uh, and then I got up, and then I worked out, and then I went to work, and then the entire cycle repeated, right? Um, so there was this thing at Legion called the Mage Tower, uh, where it, they were really, really difficult individual challenges, one for every single spec in the game. Uh, well, there was like six, six challenges, six or seven challenges for all the different specs in the game. And there's 36 specs in the game. Uh, so this required you to level uh, all of the classes and be proficient in all of the different special specs in order to, to 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 go through them. And this was around the time where you could actually do Facebook streaming directly from in-game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I streamed my all of my attempts on the Mage Tower for every class, every spec, and ended up uh, completing it. Every single class, every single spec, I have all the Mage Tower appearances. And I have like the documentation, right? I have all the videos. You have receipts of me. Of 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 I have receipts, right? I have all those, and it's really fun because I have Facebook memories turned on, <laughs> and it'll it'll pop up, right? It'll go like, "Hey, you know, six years ago today, you were grinding Fury Warrior, <laughs> trying trying to beat the Mage Tower, right?" So it 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 earns a really high spot because of Legion. Was, was is just very dear to me, yep. and and it was really difficult, and it was a lot of fun to do that with all the different specs. But I just get to rewatch it every year now, 
which is awesome, <laughs> right? So which cool. is super—it's super, super great. And I could just look at it and be like, "Oh yeah, that was so fun. That was a good. That that was great." Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's I, it's it's super fun. I don't I don't have that much time to to play. As I said before, like at that point in time, I lived alone. Uh, and, and and all that stuff and now i have i have two kids uh two kids and a wife so i i still play video games obviously uh uh that it's what we do when we work in the industry but i yep. don't have anywhere near the amount of time that i used to have so yeah but that's what makes this memory special yeah exactly right so i can always return to but like oh man remember when i just completely no life that <laughs> <laughs> just worked and gamed and that was it i would say cred firmly established and that's actually the episode. That's that's all I had. Awesome! It was it was great fun talking to you, man. It was oh, uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that bug episode. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna dig down deep and get all the different things. Well, I'm um, holding you to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I definitely. Oh, I yeah. I definitely need to talk about the time that I accidentally cost like millions of gold in WoW players for for <laughs> for glyphs. You're yeah. such a pro at this. The people are already salivating. <laughs> I can feel it. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really sorry about that one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure that doesn't happen here. <laughs> so I would like to thank you for participating in this frankly phenomenal episode. Um, so much, and especially taking the time this late in the evening to do so, especially knowing that you have a family. Um, I would like to thank everybody for listening and joining us on this awesome journey. And we're gonna catch you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Hey, you. You made it to the end. Congratulations. That must mean you like us enough to want more, right? Well, good news. We're all over the internet. Go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early, as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team. Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg embersword. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at playembersword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics, drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about Ember Sword. <laughs>